just you get to choose. Like here's here's the scenario: the the environment gives us something which can be perceived as negative, can be perceived as not working, can be perceived as problematic. The world's ending. So we get to choose to see it like that, or we get to see choose to see it as an opportunity. So clearly, that it's my responsibility now to do that for other people. If I have information, and you know, other people's success is my success, and vice versa. Because you know what, like the challenges or the roadblocks are the journey themselves. There's no big things. It's all little things compounding on top of each other. Hey, coach, I've been thinking. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. I've been thinking about getting results. And I want to know all the secrets on what I could or should be doing to get results in my in my practice. And I feel like that would be helpful for other people to hear. How do you get results? It's only one of my favorite subjects. It's almost like you set this up, but you didn't. So that's confusing. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's so important to always be thinking about What's the outcome I want to get to? What's the result I want to get to? Why am I doing what I'm doing is a bigger question that sometimes is more challenging. And for me, the difference distinction there is that results are more immediate and it kind of appeals to our, the mass mentality around instant gratification, but it's not, it's not that, but it's closer to that than say the ultimate reason for doing anything or the why behind why you do stuff or what's your legacy. Sometimes that can be a bit more esoteric and it's easier for people just to kind of put it back and go, that's great. I haven't got time for that right now. What do I do? So results kind of sit somewhere in between that. And you, you've got to define, first of all, what result you want. <laughs> so what, what result do you want, coach? Yeah, that's step number one, right? We got to be able to define it. I actually just um, finished a Zoom with a person who's been thinking about starting their own business and tons of ideas. I could do this. I want to do this. I want to help people this way. You know, I could add value this way. This is what I'm good at. Okay, what what is it? What are we picking here? Because until it manifests in, in real life, in reality, there's it's just in that place of limitless possibilities. Right. And, and as long as it's in that place, then there are limitless things that will pop up. So I think quite often, what, maybe the biggest barrier is that people want it to be perfect or this just doesn't feel perfectly right to me. So I'm not going to start. So I think right. step number one might be defining it. And step number two might be maybe this one A, but being okay with it, not feeling perfect for you. Yeah. And then as a coach, what we would do is we on to step A, step one, excuse me, would be you know, how to help them define it. And as you say, then even through that process, the expectation is that 1A is that it's not perfect purposely. The goal is not perfection. It's only progress. Mm. Again, coming back to one of the standards is progress over perfection. But about three years ago, I made the distinction. It just came to me as like, oh, yeah, because I thought by default, it's progress over perfection until you think you can get to, to perfection, then just go for that. But it's not. It's always progress over perfection. Because the only way you can get to perfection is when you create limits and barriers, right? So you don't need, you don't ever need perfection. Mm. Unless you're talking like a piece of art or something, something that has like a, it's, it's intertwined into time or something. You can refer to things as perfect, but 
in the process of creation, of moving forward, never looking for perfect, only looking for progress. Can we take, I guess a, a good rule of thumb would be then to check, is that, can we take action on this? And then you've got enough. Can I take action on this? So 1A is not perfection. <laughs> it's, and then maybe two is, okay, well maybe one B is, can I take action? And that'll be the, that'll be the test if it's formulated enough. Mm. Yeah, and this might be a good point to insert what you and I, um, you know, speak the language of every day of, of lag, lead, and lift. So maybe if I just hit that real quick, just so whoever's watching and listening can understand that. So lag is a lag, you know, we call it lag dials, L-A-G. They lag behind our activities and they are the end results, what we want to accomplish in our business. All right, the lead is the second part, and those are the repeatable activities that, if done consistently and over a period of time, will most likely lead to the lag results that we're wanting. And I'll, I'll come back to that because I think that's very important. And then there's also lift action that is a one-time activity that we do, it, and as soon as we do it, then it allows us to operate our leads more effectively. All right, so what you're saying, if we ask that question to ourselves, 1B, can I take action? The answer is no. Maybe we need some sort of lift in there to, to do that. So like, I know that I need to contact people. Well, is that actionable? It feels like it is, but I don't know who to contact. So maybe the lift is making a list of people on who to contact. And all of a sudden I can carry that lead dial out. Right. And then I just thought that I love the distinction, by the way, lift is a, enables you to operate your leads more effectively. That's perfect. That can be perfect, right? Cause it's just in one place. <laughs> yes. Right. Um, but it's still an action. A lift is still an action. So that we're optimizing for results, which requires actions, mm. doing something. So number one, what do you want? And then as a coach helping define what you want, and there's a million exercises to do that, what area of your life and in that area, what specifically, why is it important to you? What could it look like? What might it look like? What are other examples of that? Who else have done this before? What might be a role model for you? Plus a million other questions. And then we get something which is not perfection, but can be taken action on. Yes. A lead or a lift. All right. So number, yeah. So I wanted to, I wanted to hit on lead real quick, uh, a little bit more deeply. And then I want to come back to what you just mentioned there. So okay. the lead dials, when I first experienced this, that pro, this is a pro advisor coach thing for me. I hadn't heard of this until I, until I joined was, you know, if I had a lag dial and, or, you know, an end goal that I wanted in my business that, that had always made sense to me, I want X number of revenue, I want to earn this amount of money, whatever that is. It never dawned on me that I could do something consistently or re repeatedly and just simplify it that way. I, you know, it was all, all, always such a jumbled mess of like, I could do this and then this month I'd come over here and then I'd do this and I kind of chase where the opportunity was and then you know, go a little bit deeper over here. The lead to me was for a full quarter or a full half a year or a full year, I am doing this thing no matter what, no matter what happens, no matter how busy I get, no matter what I do, it is that intentional focus of these repeatable activities that will most likely lead to the end result that I'm, I'm looking for. And the part that you mentioned that I wanna come back to, and I'm doing this purposely because I know this may challenge what you believe in, but I wanna see what your thoughts are. <laughs> I think that action, that step number two, should always be um, as directly relator driven as possible. And what do I mean by that? You know, 
take a, a coaching practice, for example, I think a lot of people, I might even call it a mistake that people make, is that they create content. They put things out there. It's, it's more of a passive attraction that they're going for. And not that it doesn't work, but it doesn't work. You need to like be in there with people rolling up your sleeves and learning about them and, and showing that there's um, that you have co consultative abilities to add value to what they're doing. And also, you know, through the questions that you're asking. So that, that would be my addition to two, two, maybe that's two a, is that it needs to be relator driven. How are you immersing yourself with people? And in most practices that's true, right? Some, some might not, that might not be, but I would like to insert that, uh, the relator portion must be relator driven underneath the action umbrella. Yeah. Which part of that do you think conflicts with what I believe? That it doesn't necessarily have to be relator driven. We can get results other ways. But I just, I feel like, and because this is my mind scan bias is I'm, I'm very high relator. Maybe that's just my, my blind, like I got the blinders on. And I think that's, that's what needs to happen. So I'd like to hear your thoughts. Is it the more relator that we can make those activities? Do you think our chances increase of us achieving that penetration and our, our leg goals? I think that's a fantastic distinction. I don't think I've made it, made that before. Hmm. I would completely agree, especially with that example. You've you've got to be. Uh, I could go back to that. That what's that book called? Um, who not how? It's mm. a good example of that. Yeah, yeah. Who's your Who's your who? Um, you you want to. You've got to create something. The best way to create something is with other people. Mm. And even if you don't create someone something with other people, like you create some content to your point you have to have someone else on the other side of it. It's, it's an indirect way. Now, I, if I can make a distinction between sales and marketing, sales for me is going out in the relator, meaning that the who actually talking, conversing, having relationships, creating rapport, having fun, talking about what's exciting to you, which should be your product or service. By the way, if your product or service is not exciting to you, stop doing it, whatever it is, or get excited about it, find a way that's real. That's, that's the most direct way to build anything, to share anything, to influence anyone about whatever it is. We're always influencing people, talking about what's important. I'm doing it right now. I'm passionate about talking about this, like, and I'm, I want you to know it. That's all relationship is, and get excited about it. And, and you, you might say, that's exciting to me as well. But you might not. But if I'm not excited about it, no way you're going to say that's exciting to me. Because like, if he's not excited about his own shit, I'm not going to get excited about it. Sounds ridiculous. <laughs> but that, absolutely, you've got it. Has to be about other people. Now, when it comes to scaling of it, then there's only so many doors, as it were, that you can knock on by yourself. And if you've got ten times of you doing the same thing, you've got ten times more results. And then you can start to look about, well, how do you multiply that other than looking, other than adding individual people? How do you 10x that 10 people? It's not just by 100 people. It's by saying, how do we collectively use what we have now to have leverage, which is what we can use from a more marketing perspective? And then the other, then the other place starts to, because it's like sales for me is going to the ocean with a glass putting it in the water, taking the water, 
put it in the microwave, turn the microwave on, in 30 seconds you've got hot water or boiling water. Marketing is taking the ocean and uh, putting 100 million heating elements in the ocean and waiting for it to boil. That's what marketing <laughs> is to me. Yeah. It's a lot more impact, but my goodness, is it going to take longer? Mm -hmm. so, well, which one should you do? Well, I think, to your point, Coach, 100% has to start with the uh, relator. has to be a who. has to be impact to a person. Yeah, especially with, within our industry. That's the quickest way to do that, right? And that's also how we know who, who our people are. I think we're always talking about that ideal client space and who we just feel natural with. And we don't have to, we don't feel like, we feel like the value that we bring is, it comes easy to us. And sometimes we can trip over that, right? Because it seems like too good to be true, but picture a book of business to where you get to show up for yourself, add value and people pay you great. And they introduce you to other people like you. I mean, that's, that's the ideal here, but all right. So we're getting, we're getting into a bit of the advanced. So maybe just a quick recap here. Cause I, I think right. we're in a good spot. So like okay. lead lift, right. yep. uh, we have goals in the business. We want to get results. So what we came up with is action is step number two. And if we can make it as relator as possible, we don't want to put the heaters in the ocean. We want to bring the ocean to us, which uh, as the analogy is connect with as many people directly as possible. And then to your point, at a certain point, we'll reach that. You know, it'll, it'll be great. That's the elevating of the problems, right? Well, the biggest problem will be that we're running out of time connecting with so many people that we got to systematize or automate something to be able to do it more effectively. But we'd yeah. be grateful for that problem because in the meantime, we're, we're just, we're in the very beginning here. So, so maybe we take it that way. So we're advancing through the stages of getting results. Uh, we, we're getting enough reps into where we have information and know where to tweak and to improve things. And maybe you've already given this answer. So is the next part to, to delegate, to offload, to strip away what is not directly related anymore uh, to, to the result? Or like, how do you, keeping the end result in mind, what is the next step after we get some success with the actions that we're taking? And we're back to redefining the result again. I think it's a cycle here. Because mm. in this example, we didn't actually have a real example which is totally fine we, we threw in lots of other examples through the through that process of the results but ultimately it's as simple as knowing the result taking some action and then from that you will get a result so if you've said my result is to get to step number 10 we have taken some action and the action that we've taken will give us a result. Will that, will that get us to step number five or number six or straight to number 10 or just number two? Each time we get some new results, it gives us more information to take another action, which gives us more results. So it's a, it's a cycle in the, in the first part. So it depends how far you're defining that result out. If your result is I'm starting a business and I'm my result is to have one client because then I prove the fact that it's a business. I paint houses. I have to have one house to paint. That's my result. Hmm. When you get one house to paint, you paint a the house. Then it's like, okay, what's the next result that you want? I want to make it sustainable. It might be. How do I 
make how do I get another house and make it more sustainable? And then you you start the process again. Okay, what could I do? Like what what examples are there? How do I model success? Mm. Yeah, have you heard of you know? There's a principle out there that you'll settle to the level uh, that that which you believe you are at, right? So if you're overachieving, you actually come down to the level, and if you're if you're not getting the results that you think you deserve, then you'll eventually level up to that to that spot. You're familiar with that? Yeah, I think James Clear in his Atomic Habits tweaked that to your fall to level of your training, not to not and not rise to the level of your expectation. Mm. Okay. Yeah, well, I'd say it works both ways, right? So especially just starting out, yeah. people, I, I know I'm I'm worth this. And I'm not getting that right now. So I'm going to work my butt off until I get that. And then, uh-oh, like all of a sudden I'm, I'm overachieving higher than I thought that I was capable of. And unless I address that belief system, and this is where I'm going, I think at a certain point, maybe this is, you know, step three might be redefine or reconfirm the desired result. And I think inevitably I'd like to get your thoughts on this we run into a limiting belief don't we in our business like i i can't do anymore i don't have i've run out of time i i've exhausted my list of potential clients here there's something that holds us back from that level that we think we we've earned and i think it it's incumbent upon us to revisit that and that, that would be my step four is visiting the limiting beliefs and maybe step four is actually or 4a is like calling it out for what it actually is what is the limiting belief the hardest part of beliefs is knowing what they are. <laughs> yes, it's so true. <laughs> the awareness of beliefs is the most challenging part. And when, when I, I just shared this with someone today as I was going through our powerful mind scan tool, and what I often share as a starting point is that what, what is life? What's the cycle of life? And I often share with him this cycle. Everything starts with beliefs. That's the, fun, that's the foundation. What we believe to be true, what's core for us, leads to the next part, which is, is that the success cycle? I think so. No, it's slight, I don't know. Oh yeah, slightly different from that, but mm. along, along the same lines, yeah. Beliefs equals thinking. And we can measure thinking through the mind scan. So beliefs in, equals what we think about, like it creates the, the thought is like the vapor from the, the beliefs. You know, if the belief is like this, if the belief is the hot coffee in the coffee cup, like the steam that's coming off it, there's the thoughts. And then from those thoughts, we take the actions. And as we've just been in this spot, right? Actions equal then results. And ultimately results equal your quality of life. So let me interject real quick so we could reverse engineer that, right? So quality of life comes from our results, which comes from our action, which comes from our thoughts, which come from our beliefs. So the beliefs is like the, the core. That's where everything starts. Yeah. Right. So most of the time, most people are looking to how do I influence my actions? Mm-hmm. Or, or worse still, they might say, how do I influence my results? And they start looking at things external to them and go, why isn't my life better? Why isn't it better? Because they're looking at the results and they're not looking at their actions. Mm. But if you've not fundamentally changed the core, then 
to your point, you'll start getting results which don't marry up. They're in conflict with your beliefs. And at a certain point, you'll stop doing those things because you'll have to conform to what you really believe about yourself. All right, so this is huge because, and maybe this answers the question of why so many businesses fail or why a lot of people just kind of top out at a certain income level is because in order to, to get to the next level, we have to change what we believe in. And I might even make the leap that that means we have to change who we are. And that's, that's hard. That's hard to do because like you said, first, first and foremost, it's hard enough to call out what we actually, what it actually is. What are the beliefs, right? And then the second part is, well, we believe that for a reason and we can, we give so much evidence for why we believe that. Well, this is true because this and this, and I've seen this and this is happening and this. And to, to change that, even in the face of all this evidence seems nearly impossible. It seems like a, like, why would I want to do that? And the answer is to get to the next level in your business or, you know, the results, right? Yeah. That seems, that seems hard. That seems very difficult. It seems so far away, right? But I'd say it's not, I'd say it's not hard, difficult. Cause that's my belief. Strong beliefs loosely held. Is that that's yeah. one of your quotes, right? Yeah. Yeah. Not, not mine, but stolen, of course. <laughs> yeah. That's also another one of my beliefs, right? Like there's everything has already been invented. So anything I'm taking is already someone else has said it before me. So that's why I'm totally fine saying those things because like it's all how I interpret it and how I pass it on. And even if it's exactly the same, great, because then people, other people to get value from what I've seen value from. The strongest mm -hmm. force in the human personality is to stay consistent with who we think we are. All right, I've heard that so many times that it's almost automatic to me, but say that one more time because I think this is so huge. Say that quote one more time, please. Strongest force in human personality is to stay consistent with who we think we are. So all your beliefs linked together is called an identity. Mm. Which will yeah. ultimately override the thinking, actions, results, and give you the quality of life based on those beliefs. So maybe a subsection of number four, which was... <laughs> identify the limiting <laughs> beliefs is to change them is to up, upgrade our identity yeah and we can go for i mean you want to identify them but you also want to go forward to the ones that you want right so you talked about evidence coach which is bang on i think you'll find evidence to support whatever you want to support like it's the back to the find everything in the room that's red mm -hmm. and so what is the belief that you want? I find it much easier to go towards rather than find out what's already there. You can do both, right? You've got both sides of it. But if you say, okay, the belief that I want to have is that I can make, let's say we're talking about business, right? I can make 10x the money I make right now in my industry. Okay. So you can pick out whatever belief you want, but you've got to be certain about it got to believe your belief. So then it's to say, how much evidence do I need to see that this is possible? And choose. That's another belief. We get, remember, we get to choose. We get to choose what we think, and what we believe. If I can find enough evidence, and I get to choose what enough is, 
I can get to, I can choose before or I can choose after. I'm convicted that I'll find enough evidence to believe that I can make 10x what I make now in this industry. Mm. That's what I'm going to reinstall as the belief that's actually useful for me. Most yeah, people so would say, uh, all right, it makes sense, but like, I believe what I believe. Yeah. And you will until you decide not to. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm uh, tempted to make this a two part episode because I think it's a whole nother rabbit hole that we could get down to. How do we, how do we change our beliefs? Because part of that can, can feel like that imposter syndrome with like, well, I'm just going to identify what it is I actually want to believe in from now on. I was like, well, I, I don't know if I do. So there's that there that hesitancy, right? And and if we're incongruent with what we really believe, then it's it's going to manifest, it's going to show up. So I, I'd like to do a whole other episode where we, or at least we kick off with that question, and maybe we leave it right there and have a, like a little teaser for next week, coach. What do you think about that? I love that. Back to the basics, right? Back to the fundamentals. Like we could do all the work really. You would need to do is on the beliefs, but to tie it back to the front around the results is that people like results because it's not far away as the why your legacy or you change your beliefs, change your life. It's much closer to the instant gratification that people prefer. Mm. Yeah. So let's tie them all together, right? You, you got, you got, got to know that what you believe is what you're going to get. And, and most time it's not knowing what it is, but install the beliefs that you want. And yeah, let's dig in coach. Boom. All right. My quick recap, 30 seconds or less. We identified four, maybe five steps today to find what it is that you want. The end result, begin with the end in mind, take action. Uh, we mentioned relator type action, redefine the result. I love that one. Cause that's not one I would have come up with. Uh, number four is identify the limiting beliefs. And then number five is, or four, a four B would be, um, identify the new ones like what do we, where are we going from here how do we launch into that next level once we feel like maybe we've leveled off or we're at the we're at the limit of what we think we're capable of and uh that's where we'll leave off and we'll, we'll kick off the next episode with that boom <laughs> all right coach thank you i see you next week thank you for watching another episode of truth seekers we appreciate your interaction. So please comment, like, subscribe to YouTube, Apple Podcasts or Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. And if you want more, check out some of our links. Links to our masterclass, The Achiever's Mindset, and come join our LinkedIn group. And what do you want to see more of? Remember, we're here to share the simple secrets of successful. So help us do that. What do you want to see? What do you want to see more of? Thanks, and see you again next time.